What is up, Combo Nation? What a summer, man. We are here. Today's show is a goodie, man. But before we tune in, don't forget to rate, review, and punch down on that subscribe button. On this episode, Blaze Vespi, current college basketball player for FGCU, joins in to talk about the impact of NIL on college basketball, the transfer portal, and building his TikTok. Big shouts to Blaze for joining in. You can catch Blaze on TikTok at Blaze Vespi. That's B-L-A-I-S-E-V-E-S-P-E. You can catch me on Instagram at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. Blaze Vespi, welcome to Combo's Court. How you feeling today, my man? Feel pretty good, pretty good. It was our last day of conditioning today, um, last day of the summer. Um, usually we do conditioning every Friday, but they surprised us today and we played flag football and that was a lot of fun. So how's school been for you and how's the off season going? Off season's definitely been a grind. Um, we didn't have the best season last year, so our coaches have been pretty hard on us. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been really tough, but obviously it's going to pay off when the season comes. Yeah. So it's we'll be able to get up to March madness this year. Most definitely. That's the goal. Uh, FGCU. IMG beforehand. How would you compare skill development in both those places? And what have you been working on mostly this summer? Um, so I'm under Coach Chambers at FGCU. He was the head coach at Penn State. Um, he's really big. So IMG and, and FGCU has developed me in two different ways, I would say. IMG um, is where I really improved. I would say I really improved my skills there, like, like shooting, dribbling, all that stuff. And obviously I'm still improving that, but where I've took a big leap um, under Coach Chambers is uh, what he goes by is attitude. So he's really um, taught to us that, you know, even though if you miss a couple shots or turn the ball over, attitude, next play, get on to the next play, don't worry about it. Um, and he's made me a lot stronger mentally. And, and like he's really big on habits so, like, my fundamentals, my footwork, all that stuff has gotten way better with him. Just from your last season to now, what did you feel like a focus was for you as an individual in terms of skill? So, to be honest, um, going into IMG, I was pretty skilled, but I really, really developed my skills at IMG. Um, and I could do pretty much everything. I could shoot, I could dribble, I could pass, I could jump. But I'm just trying to pretty much – continue I'm trying to continue to hone my skills um every skill there's nothing that I really like I'm like oh I need to really work on that like I'm pretty good at everything but I could just be better at everything if that makes sense yeah it's crazy it's a crazy time in basketball because so many players like you could do everything and it's more about what position it's more than like what position do you play it's like how do you combine these players skill sets and even tendencies right it's it's really different it just depends on your personnel yeah, honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, 
Um, something I want to learn or get better at is not even the physical part of basketball. I, I want to watch film and yeah. learn the IQ, you know, up my IQ, be a smarter basketball player. Because nowadays there's a lot of guys that are talented that could shoot, that could jump, that can do all that stuff. But what really separates players nowadays is if you actually know the game, know where to be, when to be, be in the right spot at the right times. Yeah, a lot of that comes down to game experience, right? Yeah, I mean, game experience, of course. Um, but we didn't, I didn't, I never really watched a lot of film in yeah, high supported. school or at IMG, but in college, I would say that's the biggest difference. We watch film, you know, like at least two, three times a week, some, if not more. Yeah. So, yeah. Your college experience, I mean, you have nothing really to compare it to. You only have your own experience, right? But how is it for you? You know, you got the transfer portal, you got NIL. You're popping on social media yourself. You got like over 110K on TikTok. Yeah. Do you feel like there's more distractions than ever before? And how do you handle all of this? Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of a lot of people nowadays are are distracted. Um and you know, I won't go to the gym or whatever and make TikToks unless if I know that, you know, I already lifted weights that day and I already played basketball that day. So usually I don't even go over to the gym to make TikToks. And when I do, I do do a lot of them. Um, there is a lot of distractions and and everyone is focused on NIL now, um, especially because only 400 people are making it to the NBA. So a lot of college athletes are trying to take advantage of making their money now because they're probably, you know, most of us aren't going to make the NBA. So, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of distractions with the technology nowadays, the video games, the, you know, social media, but you got to just remember, you know, what, what got you a full scholarship is the game of basketball. So you got to continue to lock in on basketball and not, you know, the other stuff comes after. You seem to be very locked in, but do you see from college athletes, you know, around the, around the landscape, when something doesn't quite go their way, they're thinking transfer earlier than ever before because of how crazy the transfer portal is. There's no penalty anymore. Um, Anyone can transfer whenever they want. And, you know, they don't really have to sit out. I don't know if the NCAA is going to change that. To be honest, I think they should because if you ask me, I think it's kind of ruined college basketball a little bit because, you know, every year there's over 1,500 kids in the transfer portal and there's just no loyalty anymore. Um, And, and you know, it's usually players, but it's the coaches too. Like whenever they have a good, you know, a good season, like a lower major coach, they're moving up. You know, and which is understandable, though, because, you know, they're uh, getting higher, higher pay. But, um, yeah, I mean, I kind of just missed how it used to be when players would stay for, you know, a couple years at least. And uh, I just felt like that's when that was the prime of college basketball. And right now, I don't think we're in that. So it's interesting that you say that because you expect more like older players or players who aren't playing college basketball anymore. But you feel that as well. That's pretty crazy. I mean, what could be done to stop this since you feel like it is an issue? Yeah, I think simply just just the NCAA um, allowing there to be penalties when you transfer. Um, you know, everyone is just, you know, there's no hesitation to transfer anymore. They don't have to think about consequences at all. They can just transfer wherever they want and and move right on to the next team. And a lot of times the grass isn't greener on the other side and they transfer to another school and then they're transferring again, you know? So I think it's just the transfer portal because 
it's not only messing up like the college, the look of college basketball, it's messing up the high school kids too. And I was one of those kids that got affected by it because, you know, there's 1600 kids in a transfer portal and there's coaches on two, three year deals and they need to win now. Like they need to win now if they want to get an extension to stay at their school. So why would they go after a high school senior if they can go get a 23 year old from the transfer portal? And it's just really, I know a lot of kids in high school, that should be going division one and they're not because there's still kids in the transfer portal that didn't even get picked up by, you know, division one schools that transferred from a division one school. You can correct me if I'm wrong. It should get slightly easier. Easy might not be the right word for those um, high school athletes to get a division one offers because of the, the COVID stuff, right? Like people were playing like five, six years and that added to it as well. Right. Yeah. That that's another thing that really messed me up. So I didn't get a COVID year. Every other college kid got a COVID year. So when I was a high school senior, I had four Division One offers. Um, they were lower major schools, and I thought that I deserved better than that. So I decided to go a post-grad year. But another reason I decided to do that post-grad year is because, you know, all of the seniors in college that were supposed to be leaving and no scholarships would then come to incoming freshmen, that's non-existent because they were staying another year. And these, there was no scholarships to be given out. And maybe there was, but, you know, not not as many as there should have been. Um, so, yeah, like that really messed me up because, like, I didn't even get to play my senior year of high school. Um, wow. So all these colleges were basing me off of my junior year highlights, you know, mm. which is I've gotten a lot better. What were, you, what were you doing that final year? We were doing online school. We would have to like we would practice. We would practice with our mask on. Was that what was that what TikTok picked up? No, nah, I mean, I didn't really start TikTok until like last summer, probably a year ago. OK, Um, I didn't even do it when I was at IMG. But yeah, I mean, I went to IMG. I averaged 20 points, 10 rebounds for the last 14 games. And I still didn't even have that many offers. And, and my coach, uh, Chad Myers, he has coached a lot of high major players. Our team had 13 division one players. And um, he told me any other year where COVID, if COVID wasn't a thing, you average 20 points and 10 rebounds on, you know, the IMG national team post with, with like the great tools that you had on top of yeah, that. You, you would be having really, really good offers right. at a lot of them. But, you know, like I said, these colleges want to win now. They don't want to go after a high school kid. Um, and the COVID thing, a lot of schools didn't even have scholarships. So I'm still happy where I'm at. Um, but I just know that, you know, COVID affected me because even my coach told me that I would have had at least like five, 10 more offers than what I had. But what's the NIL landscape at the mid-major level? I'm assuming, you know, the best players on high major teams are getting, you know, pretty decent deals, but what does that look like? And does it have to do with how good of a player you are, your social media presence, a combination of all that? And do you have an NIL deal yourself? Yeah, um, I do. I'm signed with an agency distinction, ag distinction agency. Shouts to those guys spent a lot of time with them in Vegas and they yeah. set this up. So shouts to them for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they, they helped me out a lot with my NIL deals. Um, I do have some, um, right now it's the off season for NIL. Um, usually the NIL deals come around when school starts and the season and back to what you were saying about, it does it have anything with, uh, doing with being a good player. I would say, yes, it does. Um, but to an extent, I mean, like if you're a good player, I mean, we have a kid on our team who is really good. He was our starting center, um, 
and no, not to knock on him or anything. He doesn't really care about social media. Um, he has like less. Than that, no, that's that's not a knock. It's not for everybody. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Some players just want to play basketball, and I understand that. Right. Uh, he has like a thousand followers on Instagram, and I I don't really think he cares about nil to be honest. Um, especially because he's at the mid major level, it's pretty hard to get nil deals as it is being a mid major player. Most of these uh, companies want to work with high major players. So, yeah, I mean, having a great following helps a lot. That's really the reason I got into it um, and to build a little bit of a brand for myself or, you know, whatever I do when I'm done with college. But, yeah, um, being a good player definitely helps. So there's money out there for mid-major players. Oh, for sure, yeah. Just, you're not going to be seeing, you know, 100,000, 200,000 like some of these high, high major players are because um, mid-majors often don't have those type of connections. But mm-hmm. but yeah. you, know, you build your following, you're gonna you're gonna help yourself out a lot. And if you're watching this and you're a high school player, definitely look into building your social media presence when you get into college. Speaking of social media presence, let's get into some fun stuff. TikTok. Um, was this intentional by you to grow a following like this? Did you have a plan or you just kind of threw out some funny videos? And how did your approach towards TikTok change over time? Um, so I started, I actually didn't want to start. Um, I have okay. two friends from back home in New Jersey. Um, they, one of them has 600,000. Another one has a hundred thousand and they were telling me, oh, we know this kid who goes to Duke university. Uh, he only has this many followers. I think it was like 60,000, which is a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and he makes all this money. So you're going into college next year. You should do this. I'm like, eh, I don't know. I kind of just want to play basketball, but they finally talked me into it. I threw out like my first video, uh, got no views. And then the second video I threw out there, got a million. And I was like, wow, like, this is crazy. <laughs> Cause TikTok well, was, well, what was that video about? <laughs> it was just me. Uh, there was like an audio saying like, dunk it, like something about dunk it. And then I, I dunked it. I put a video of me dunking at IMG. Um, and the score <laughs> was like 69 to 35. Everyone was laughing at the score and stuff, but uh, that was the first video that kind of, you know, went off. And then after that, I'm like, you know what? I mean, why not? Let me just, you know, get keep giving this a shot. Um, but what got really hard for me was when the season started, um, you know, I was making TikToks up until the season started. And I had about 35,000 followers when the season started. And I, I kind of tried my best to stay consistent during the season, but it was really tough. Um, it's a grind, like in the season, you're practicing, you're lifting, you're watching film, you're trying to get your rest, you got school, it's like a full-time job, so I really couldn't keep up with it much, so, you know, after the season ended, that's when I really started picking it up, and I went from like 30, 40,000 up until I'm at like 115,000 now, so like it's really all about consistency, because, you know, during the season, I was probably 5,000 followers over you know, the whole season, it's not that much. How many days a week are you lifting? And does that change from preseason to during the season? It changes. Um, but in the off season, it's about four days a week, three, four days a week. That's good. That's a good amount. Yeah. Um, and then during the season, we still get about three, four days a week, but we, we throw in some stretching and some mobility in there. It's not just like in the summer, it's like a killer lift. Like you're lifting heavy weight, you're, you're running, you're conditioning, we run outside, soccer fields, uh, all that stuff. And it's been really tough. Um, but our coach says it's not all about, like, conditioning your body. 
he likes mental conditioning. That's yeah. all he talks about is mental conditioning. You know, in that it, fourth quarter, are you going to be able to find a way to push through? That's that's so right. Because at a certain point in terms of physical, I mean, you're in shape or you're not. So you get to a certain point where you're in shape and then it's all like everything on top of that is just like mentally, like how's that breaking you down? And then can you adjust to the game? Now, I don't want to talk to your coach or program specifically, but I always felt that in college, there was an overemphasis on conditioning and not enough skill development. Do, oh, you, believe, yeah. do you believe that to be true? Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I follow this guy on TikTok. Um, he's a famous basketball trainer. And he always he trains like kids from Kansas, Duke, um, you know, NBA guys. And he he still says it to this day. Um, college does not develop skill enough. Um, now our coach, he actually he actually is a big believer in skill development, but but I still don't think we get enough. Um, because when we start practicing as a team it's kind of hard to implement skill development because we're so focused on, you know, building our defense, building an offense, working on our plays, our motion, and, you know, um, that kind of stuff. I mean, college is, yeah, I think it needs to be more skill development. Um, it is a lot of conditioning. Yeah, I feel like there are ways to blend in skill development while you're learning your plays, while you're doing conditioning for your warm up, right? Like maybe while you're doing your mobility, you add some handle in there. I feel oh, like yeah. there's a the way. I feel like there are ways you could blend it in and multitask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we have a thing called early bird, um, is what we call it. So we all have to be out there 15, 20 minutes before practice starts, at least 15, 20 minutes before. Sometimes we even go out earlier than that. Um, and we're, you know, our coaches will put us through ball handling, shooting. And our coaches are always there for us before practice, after practice, whenever we want to shoot. So honestly, like if you're complaining about not getting enough skill development in, you can find time to do it. If your coach isn't implementing it in the practice, you can find time to do it before practice, after practice. Maybe go back at night. I don't prefer that, you know, but I usually do it before or after practice, get my shots up and stuff like that. Any rules on social media use or phone use in general around practice while you guys have meetings, things of that nature? Yeah. Uh, coaches and having phones. Um, we can have our phones in the locker room uh, when it's just the players, but whenever we go up to film room, he tells us to leave our phones in the locker room, no phones in the weight room, no phones on the court, no jewelry uh, or anything like that. You know, we keep it straight to business because our coach believes in efficiency we rather work out for an hour, hour and a half than some teams practice for three hours and they're goofing around, you know? Yeah. Most, I mean, and that's great advice for an individual player. Like you can get a great workout at 50 to an hour instead of being out there for three hours, just lollygagging. Yeah. Some kids think that working out four or five times a day is the way to do it. No, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, if you can work hard throughout that whole four or five, you know, hours. like, like that, that's Kobe, but he built up to that and that, yeah. you know what I mean? And he was, he knew what to do. Mental. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mental and physical. And you have to train your body to be able to do that. And 95% of human beings can't do what Kobe does. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Last thing before we get out of here, Blaze, you know, the younger athletes listening to this or even older athletes want to know how they build their TikTok. What kind of tips, hacks do you have for them? Um, Building TikTok, I would say, be consistent. You want to post at least at least two, three times a day. Um, do that and uh, try to be use the trending sounds. Um, be creative. Original sounds work, too. Just of you talking, 
if you have something that you know that other people don't know, maybe you're trying to teach them something. For me, it would be teaching somebody, um, you know, uh, how to dribble a ball or how to shoot a ball or taking somebody through a day in my life. They want to know what a Division One athlete does, so I do that. So depending on what field you're in, maybe you can implement that. Um, just be consistent and uh, and look around, see what other people are doing that are in your your niche and your trend. See what other people do. You don't have to copy their ideas, but you can get an idea of what to do. And it's pretty much it. I mean, there's a lot of creators out there that you can go off of and get different ideas from. So real is it, I mean, it's obviously very similar to TikTok. Would the same rules apply? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. And, and you could take all of your TikToks and post them on the reels. You don't have to go out and make all these 100%. new, you know, like you're wasting Re repur repurpose them. Across yeah, all platforms. Yeah. There's apps you can download that take like the TikTok watermark off and you can repost your TikToks right on your reels, right on the YouTube, and uh saves you a lot of time. Great advice by the one and only Blaze Vespi <laughs> FGCU. Uh where can we find you on social media and of course TikTok? <laughs> Just Blaze Vespi. That's my name. B-L-A-I-S-E-V-E-S-P-E. -E -E. So that's my Instagram, that's my TikTok. My Snapchat's the same thing with just a dot in the middle of my first and last name. I got to tell you, this you told me this was your first podcast. Very well done, man. Great Thank job. You. Yeah, I, man. You're, you're a natural. You should do more of these, man. Yeah, I, I do. I just don't know many people that do them, really. Besides, okay. like, Draymond Green and Paul George, I see their podcasts all the time. But We, we, we got to hit them up to get you on there. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Blaze, great stuff. You're always welcome back on the show and talk soon. Thank you, man. Have a good one. Anytime. There it was. Another episode of Combo's Court is in the books. Big shouts to Blaze for joining in. We appreciate you. Thank you to everyone who tunes into Combo's Court across the globe. If you're listening to this and you haven't punched down on that subscribe button, go get that done. Rate and review the show wherever you listen to Combo's Court and share this episode, man. Share it on TikTok. Share it on Twitter. Share it on your IG stories. You could tag me on Instagram at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. -E -O -O. Be on the lookout for episode 495. Combo out.